Welcome to the Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy and Meditation Podcast. In this episode, we answer our students' questions and share information about yoga therapy and meditation with the intention of creating a new paradigm in wellness. Welcome. Um, we're here today with Tiffany Johnson, who is a graduate of the breathing, Advanced Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy Program. And we're here to speak with her about uh, a client she worked with in the practicum. And she's going to um, tell us how that went and some details about that. So I hope you find that interesting. Uh, thank you for being here, Tiffany. Yeah, thanks, Brent. It's good to be here. Thanks. Um, so why don't you tell us uh, about your client and what they came to you for. We'll start there. And then you can take us through, um, you know, types of practices you uh, did with her and um, what the results were. So I have a client that I've been working with um, for complex uh, PTSD. And so she's got a lot of trauma, different things happened to her as a child. Um, and things also happened to her as a teen. And then as she grew older, she's had more repeated things happen. So she definitely uh, suffers from complex PTSD. So along with that is a lot of anxiety and inflammation in the body. So we've been working on a lot of ways to reduce her anxiety. She does suffer from a lot of PTSD nightmares and flashbacks. Um, so she's always kind of on this hyper alert. She's very... Um, very much into the fight or flight of the body. She's very much triggered and on edge. And so that was kind of how she came to me feeling was just ready to not live her life like that so tense. And she was even very tense in her body with, because of her constant fight or flight that she was you know, in. Mm -hmm. And was she able to, um, was it impeding her functioning in her life in any way? Like, can Absolutely. you talk about that? Yeah, and so because of her, her nightmares, she oftentimes would have a lot of trouble sleeping. And then because of that would, you know, have to function, you know, with sleeping in the morning a little bit more. So she wasn't really able to like go to different appointments and sessions and things until later in the day. Um, it was hard for her to get moving um, a lot. And so she had never done a yoga practice or had like a physical exercise practice. So it was something new for her. Um, but once she really got into having a practice that was developed, you know, specifically for her, it really made a big difference in her life and her able to, you know, her ability to sleep at night. Wow, great. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about like the types of practices she ended up doing and then what the benefits, you know, were for her. Sure. So with her, we started really basic. We wanted to start with her feeling her body. And so working with somebody with complex trauma, you really want that person to be able to just notice the feelings within their body. So if I was asking her to, you know, inhale her arms, bring them up over her head and then exhale release, I was always using invitational language. So you really want to be sure that you're using trauma-informed care when you're working with somebody with these symptoms. And you're, it's all invitational language. You want her to be able to notice and feel what she is feeling in her body. And so that was the first thing for her to really take ownership of her body. And, you know, when she wanted to continue the movement, she would continue. And when that movement felt like it was finished and complete, then she would stop. But it was always when it was her choice. So letting her 
have, you know, you know, complete control over her body and the feelings in her body. So that was the mm -hmm. big thing for her is just to really get connected to the body. And so you did body-based practices. Um, did they change over time or did you give her like one thing that she did that she continued to do? What did that look like? It definitely has changed. In the beginning, there were certain postures that were um, triggering for her. So for her, we could not do cat-cow in the beginning. It was not um, something that she felt comfortable doing. So we really were at that point, you know, we really had it established that she could tell me whatever she wanted about the postures and how it made her feel. So I really set the tone for her to take control of, you know, being free to be comfortable with, you know, the process of yoga therapy for her. So we had to really establish like a lot of trust. So I really had to just allow her to, you know, even in the, in the environment of our, of our meeting, like how we sat, like she was always able to see the door. I let her know who was coming and who was not in the building or if to expect somebody to come, you know, into our studio where we were working, even as far as like, how are you feeling today? What kind of music do you want to listen to today? Really let her set the tone and the pace of, all right, I don't feel great today. I haven't slept. I've got, I'm running on two hours of sleep. I really don't feel like doing much. We might then do a yoga nidra or some breath practices to start. But if she had energy, then you know what? We're gonna work with that body to start as well. So mm -hmm. she really set the tone and the pace for each session. So, and so what was the result of this? So you have all this body work you're doing and she's setting the pace and she clearly, you know, ended up feeling very safe with you. Was she able to practice at home? Did her mm -hmm. practice expand over time? And, and the other thing would be, um, what were you seeing, you know, in, as far as results, like what was changing for her? Yeah, time? so this client had a very negative self-influence. Like she just really had a lot of negativity towards herself and, you know, negative, a lot of negative self-talk, which is very common for people with trauma. Um, and so to bring in a little bit of that mindfulness and a little bit more of, you know, a little self-love practice in there, some, you know, devotion and things like that for her to have a little bit of shift of that. So to help her with that negative self-talk, we did a lot of chanting. Um, and she would tell me like the chanting really grounded her and it really made her just kind of feel like, like her heart was almost like resonating and she could feel that in, in her practice. And she said that um, I gave her a little tip one time that she didn't feel like she could chant at home um, just because of the situation with the people that she lived with. So that made mm -hmm. her feel uncomfortable. So I told her just chant in the car you know, do a couple rounds of ohms every time you hit a red light. So she says she's been doing that. So she really is the one driving around town ohming at the red lights. <laughs> so, so is that what her practice ended up looking like? Or did she also have like an asana practice at home? Like what did, what did that kind of, what was her yeah. sort of tasks she did every week to help herself? You know, her practice started out really slow, um, just a couple postures and some breath work and then a piece of surrender and just kind of like a little bit of a mantra just to kind of bring a little bit of the healing into the heart. And then her practice more evolved into um, practices that would target different things. So she really needed to establish a routine in the morning to kind of loosen up her joints and get her going. Cause you know, if she has a nightmare, she's really stiff in the morning. And so it might mm -hmm. take her a little bit of while to maybe do some joint freeing series type movements or you know, asana with moving and breathing just to kind of get her open and able to go through the day. And then her evening practice, what we found really worked for her and her, um, you know, PTSD nightmares 
was to really set the tone before she went to bed. So she would do some Ujjayi breath and she would look at a beach visualization. She really is a person that loves the ocean. Unfortunately, we are in a landlocked state. So, <laughs> so having like, you know, a scene on her computer before she went to bed of, of the ocean and hearing the ocean and seeing a sunset over the waves and then having a Ujjayi breath really kind of brought, brought her into a space where she felt calm and relaxed and comfortable enough to then go to sleep. And sometimes she would incorporate a yoga nidra practice, a five koshic nidra um, that has, you know, it's kind of selective. There's some different things taken out of that. There's no pelvic work. There was no hip work um, involved in that five koshic. So there weren't any triggering words for her. So she would, you know, relax with that as well. So, so you found a way for her to basically meditate in a way that like she could yeah. do. And, and, and so from all that, cause I, I know, um, it worked pretty well for her. Can you talk a little bit about like, did she have less nightmares? Was she able to do things she wasn't able to do before? Like, how did it kind of end in terms of um, that part of it? Yeah, and so um, continuing with the nightmares, we found some practices and techniques that would help her, you know, de-escalate her hyperactivity in the body if she woke up from a, a terror, a night terror. Um, you know, she would also then, you know, put on some music that made her feel wonderful and safe and for her that was um I think it's a Korean band I think it's BTS <laughs> she okay. would put on that and like just that would make her just feel happy and safe and just help her to regulate um, and then she would do a couple practices you know some breathing practices like maybe some stair step breath as well um, and then she would be able to normally go back to sleep then and so her and reaction of nightmares her? Yeah, so that was very okay. new for her is to find some things that once she wakes up, like, so she wasn't like stressed in the body and hyper alert for the rest of the evening so that she could finally go back to sleep, usually after doing about a 10, 15 minute practice. So, so what I'm hearing is she still had the nightmares, but she developed tools that, so that like she wouldn't lose the sleep after the nightmare like she had for, for years, right? Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. And, then, and now she's sleeping much better. So her nightmares have really reduced now that she has techniques and things in place for before and after the nightmares. Great. And, and um, you know, when we were talking before this interview, uh, you uh, also reminded me because we were working together of the fact that she was having some pretty like big behaviors right out in public and stuff to uh, maybe you could just talk a little bit about that and how those might have changed yeah there was a lot of times that she would be in public and things would happen to her um like almost like she felt like she was targeted um and you know the different things were happening and it was always just um something for her to like kind of not go into the public ready to be reactive i think um, really helped her. And so through the practices of really regulating and grounding the body and just kind of resetting that nervous system for her made a big shift so that she can, you know, now move around and just not feel like a target or like she's going to be a target. And now she feels empowered enough where she is in a spot where she has now turned and is helping other women. So it's, it's really become this wow. 180 that I really have been so happy and proud to be a part of. And just to see her really like shine. She's also an author. She's been pub publishing books. And so just, but she really did start this nonprofit that helps survivors. And uh, it's a local grassroots thing in our town. And it's really, really been something phenomenal to see her do and create. Wow, lovely. 
Yeah, and I just want to say, you know, I worked with you through the practicum on this, and I definitely saw with this case um, how uh, skilled you were in moving at her pace and um, how important your therapeutic relationship was with her and that yeah. working with you was like really beneficial to her. I mean, not only did you introduce her to practices that were really effective for her, but I think um, the way in which you approached her was like really skilled. And, um, yeah. you know, on a personal note, um, you know, you're a, a very easy person to be around. And I think, you know, for people with trauma, you know, you would be, you know, working with their own trauma. I think you'd be an excellent choice, you know, for someone to work with and, and to feel secure that they were gonna walk, walk into a session with somebody who understood, you know, what they were going through and, and could be safe. So um, you really Thanks. did a great job. And, you know, as always seeing, seeing a client like do so well, you know, comparatively over a period of time is, um, you know, it's gratifying for both of us, I guess I'll say for both of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, excellent work with her. Um, is there anything uh, you might be able to say about um, utilizing like the Breathing Deeply work or the practicum that was helpful uh, in terms of working with her? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I really felt was so beneficial with the Breathing Deeply program is you not only are looking at the person through the five koshic lens, you know, how are they on different levels of the body, but you're also taking a look at them, you know, doshically as well. So this person was pitta, so I had to think about practices that would work for her as well. Um, so it was kind of nice. We could, you know, if she had different things going on, we could kind of bounce around to different you know, five koshic methods or different things looking at her doshically that would kind of help to balance and ground her out. Mm. And so you felt like you had the tools you needed to do this work, because this is a pretty complex case. Like you did an excellent job and this was not easy. We, clearly in a few no. minutes, we didn't do all the details, but this is somebody <laughs> who was really suffering. Um, yeah. So um, I, I'm glad you had enough tools <laughs> yeah. as a yeah. teacher to go in and do that. Um, well, and I think right now for her, like she knows that she has things that she can use to pull out from her toolkit. And for me to like know that she knows these different strategies that can help her, for her to know how to self-regulate, that's the biggest success for me. Because I really wanted her to feel empowered enough to know and regulate her own systems. And she's there, like she has three different breaths dealing with stress. So like in a, you know, different graduated levels of stress, she'll just use a different method. So she's got that down and like just to see her thriving is just phenomenal. Awesome. Well, you did an excellent job. Um, I'm super proud that you're graduated and one of our uh, advanced yoga therapists and um, you did great work with her. So um, I appreciate you and the work you've mm -hmm. done. So thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank you, Brent. I appreciate you and all your teaching. It's been wonderful. Thanks for listening to the Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy and Meditation podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a positive review, and sharing it with friends. For more information about our yoga therapy and meditation trainings and programs, visit breathingdeeply.com.